Good morning, everyone. My name is Ben Blankhara um, with FAIR by Rackspace Technology. And I'm also thrilled to be on the editorial board of CDO Magazine. Welcome to this edition of CDO Field Guide. Today with me is Tracy Cleveland Thomas, Senior Vice President of Digital Transformation at KeyBank. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Ben. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for, for, for being here. Uh, now, Tracy, uh, today what we're going to talk about is sort of that interplay between the the transformation, digital transformation, and the data office. You're you're not a CDO, but you are a clear partner of the data because without data, there is no transformation. And so, what we thought we would do today is chat a little bit about the transformation. Right? It's not about the data; it's about the transformation. But data is a, a key precursor to that. So, uh, given that. Uh, mm -hmm. What I'd like to do is Trace, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yes, I'll tell you a little bit. So I have been a technologist, a true enthusiast about technology for about 25 years now. Uh, my background is in engineering, but I've done uh, several roles across the years in multiple industries, such as insurance, government, automotive, and most recently at KeyBank uh, and financial services. What I found, though, is over the years of just loving technology, I like the problem solving aspect and really being of service, helping companies move the needle and drive their outcomes through enablement of what technology can do for them, as well as understanding the problems of those that they serve and really helping them utilize those products and services to, to solve their problems. So for me, it's about that. It's about being of service. It's mm -hmm. about understanding what their needs are and having technology help solve them. That's that's fair. So you are a you are born and bred problem solver, uh, and, and you are a, a veteran of, of sort of the technology world. Tell us a little bit about KeyBank. KeyBank is great. I love KeyBank. It's a it's a regional sized bank headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio. Hence my last name, Cleveland, which I am born and raised in Cleveland. Ben, I don't know if you know that. So I always I used did to not. <laughs> I used to get teased growing up, like you own the city. Yes, I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it's nice to be working uh, back home, even though I'm here in, in Central Ohio. And Key Key's mission really is to empower its clients, the communities that they serve, and also our employees to thrive. When you think about the path to financial wellness. It could really be a daunting experience where you are in your financial journey if you don't have that partner to really help you. So Key wants to remove those barriers, help you along your journey, whether you're opening your first checking account to your retiring and you're ready to start that vacation travel of your dreams. Key wants to be that end-to-end -end service for you and your families. Got it. Got it. And, and I'm curious, uh, Tracy, you're, you're fairly recent to key and you were brought on as a sort of change maker and driver in, in the area of digital transfers. What exactly does that mean? I mean, that, that's a nice big term, but like, it is. tell me what it means. Title. It's a fancy <laughs> title. Well, I'll tell you. So at key, what I really bring is a couple different things. I'm here to provide strategic direction, but really about being an internal consultant across all segments across the enterprise. I am looking at a couple of different things, how to improve that client and the employee experience. 
I have three pillars that my team works with, which I lead a team of process engineers. We look at people, process, and technology. The technology that my team services is what we call hyper-automation. If you looked around the industry, there's a combination of terms and digital tools that have now combined themselves as this hyper-automation experience, whether it's RPA, robotic process automation, low code, no code, uh, mm-hmm. IP, intelligent document processing, and a few others. So you think about the collection of those type of capability enhancements alongside your core systems that really can bring that optimization when you think about an experience from end to end. So my team will come in, Ben, we'll talk to you and your team. And I just want to get a day in the life of Ben. And what do you do? How do you best want to work? How do you best want to experience the tools to make your life easier, as well as how you service your clients and customers? And then we'll come back and give you a roadmap to help you optimize as much as we can and really help deliver on that hyper automation tool set. Got it. So so what part of this is making if I'm a consumer, making my experience with KeyBank as simple, as frictionless as possible, perhaps Absolutely. it's about anticipating my needs, suggesting things, and, and perhaps uh, you know, looking at the life cycle of my life and looking at all the financial products I might need, right? Is that Absolutely. We're okay. definitely customer-driven, working alongside our business, understanding the outcomes they want to deliver, and then again, having that technology enable that from end to end. Gotcha, gotcha. And then can, can you um, perhaps illustrate that with an example? And then we can deep drill into then how that relates to the data sort of component. Like what's an example of something that might enhance my life that you're moving forward with? Oh, there's so many, but let's start with a simple example. Let's start with something like straight through processing, which we we strive to do straight through processing in a digital way. So I am a new customer to KeyBank, and I just want to start with something simple. I want to start with a checking and savings account. As that experience unfolds, we might suggest to you, depending on a couple questions we might ask about your household, maybe about the needs at that point in your life. You know, you just started a new business. So there Mm -hmm. is an avenue there from a small business consumer perspective in a combination of that. So you can get your checking, your savings. We might suggest to you a credit card product as well as then help you open up a business checking account for yourself and credit card too. All in that one-stop shop experience, we're really guiding you. It's almost like a guided journey to say, this is who I am today. Maybe some things I want to look at in the future, but how do I do that in a one-stop shop where I don't need to talk to anyone, go into a branch, but still be able to have that experience in my home where I feel like I have a key bank, um, uh, almost like a key bank person sitting right next to me, guiding me through that journey. God, so so it's almost like I've got my own... Uh... Back Gen AI, I can just ask questions to and it's absolutely you have a relationship manager sitting right next to you helping you guide that entire process. So there's my Tracy avatar walking <laughs> me through my <laughs> you got me. So, I got you. I got you. I, no, I know that's probably in your lab, Tracy, but you know, I always sort of let the cat out of the bag. I'm curious though, 
let's let's be for like from a data perspective. Like, how do you look at data? How do you work with your data office? In in how can the data office be more proactive in that journey? What what can what what could what's the advice of CDOs in in, in the context of how it works best at key? I'll tell you a couple of different things. Definitely working with your your CDO, your chief data officer, and their team is important, as well as your chief architect. So you okay. think about architecture, you think about data, and then you think about what I bring to the table from a transformation perspective. Those are like the three-legged stools, in my opinion, to really understand how data can build that experience to do straight through processing, get you to a quicker decision. But there's some foundational things that you must, must have in, in order to really start that journey. You have to understand where the data is, right? Okay. And so thinking of how, especially financial services, there's legacy from a core perspective, and then the modernization journey is taken across over the years, especially a key understanding the architecture landscape and where the data is housed, that source of truth, I think you start with an inventory. Okay. And then from there, you can look at how do I best manage the data from an integrity perspective? We wanna ensure that those core systems are keeping the data clean, keeping the data value added the way it is today. So there could be a lot of cleanup to understand what was done in the past and what really needs to be done in the future. So a lot of cleanup activity is really crucial to get the integrity of the data ready for consumption. And then I think a, a couple other things around that is the next part of that, what is your use of data aggregators? And there's so many on the market we know then, right? But finding mm -hmm. the best aggregator that's going to give you the visibility of what you need to truly get a picture of your consumer base, as mm -hmm. well as the outcomes you want to drive, enabling that technology, you're going to have to decide what works best for you. At Key, we like simple, streamlined, over heavy customization. You know, think about the frameworks of build versus buy. Mm -hmm. Build was really popular because we wanted to empower our internal engineers to build the best experience. But over time, it can be less flexible. It can be really, really heavy architecture from a complexity perspective. So we started to buy. A lot gotcha. of times in a highly regular environment, buying can be very costly. Mm -hmm. And you get a little bit over reliance on vendors. So it's understanding what your data officer, your architect, understanding your entire ecosystem, what's the balance of build and buy? Because then the use of that data and how you populate the data through those systems are really gonna tell how your experience is gonna land through that enablement of digitization. Gotcha. You brought up uh, two two good points that I'd like just to ask a couple of questions about because we haven't talked about it uh, yet on, on the show here. Uh, just this notion of data aggregators. Mm -hmm. it, it's sort of like one of the roles of the data offices is to, source data, right, yeah. and data aggregators. Can you talk a little bit about kind of like what that landscape looks like and like uh, data aggregators, the role of CDO, you know, because like, there's a lot of aggregators out there. There are a lot of aggregators out there. And I think the role of, of CDO can really help you fine tune, again, what are those specific outcomes that you're driving towards when you think about mm -hmm. an aggregator and how do you use it in a seamless way that's scalable to, um, again, the architectural environment landscape that, that you have? 
because for me, data has to be accurate. It has to be relevant. Uh, again, I like those that can use real-time data and doing mm -hmm. some decision makings through the use of other um, digital enablement around APIs and microservices. I think if you have a combination of those things, then you can really drive validation, verification to the best of your ability to make some of those real-time decisions, at least to continue to enable for us that experience of getting you through that journey right there in the one-stop shop scenario. So you think about when you're opening up a credit card, going out to check your credit score with some of the, mm -hmm. the credit um, industry services, if you can get an ex a, a real-time answer in you know, a couple seconds, then that continues to move you through the path, at least as a placeholder to say, I've got enough data and analytics that gives me a viewpoint of Ben, so I will mm -hmm. allow him to continue the process before you do a lot of the, the validation on the back end later on. But for the customer, it's a seamless way, a seamless way of ending that transaction and ending that process before you have to go back and, and make sure you do all your verifications. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and I love sort of the notion. I mean, we as consumers know that there's a lot of data about us out there. Right. right? And we all get tired of filling in forms and, 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 you know, there's enough third party data out there that decisions can be made by businesses that I don't need to fill in more forms. And, and, and that's, that's actually a good, good sort of component of this, you know, digital transformation. That's, I'm curious. Um, and I love sort of this notion of, you know, data, your architecture, right? That we've not talked a little bit, well, maybe. Can you can you chat a little bit sort of like the changing what what you're seeing in terms of architectural choices that have to be made uh, to enable digital transformation? What what kind of things are, are you seeing, Tracy? I'm seeing from from my perspective is architecture has to be service oriented, meaning we have to get out of the notion of vertical line of business um, mm -hmm. specific notions to more service architecture. So you have core services or, or just key features and functionality that regardless of the transition, transaction, if you're a consumer mm -hmm. or, or a commercial or, 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 right? Mm -hmm. De depending on your persona, there's just fundamental services that you're going to need to be serviced through financial services. Money mm -hmm. in, money out. Reconciliation right. of your money, right? The accounting portion. So those things need to be service-led so they can be consumed in a way that's reusable and scalable across your architecture. Gone are the days that everything has to be from a vertical perspective. We really have to start thinking horizontal. And I really want to overlay not just the architecture, but the processes that utilize that architecture also have to be more horizontal. So when you think about, again, as a consumer, if I'm a consumer or a customer of Key, I want mm -hmm. Key to know that I have a personal checking account, that I service my home, but I mm -hmm. also am a small business owner. So I have a business checking and credit card product. So when mm -hmm. I need Key for something, they already know who I am walking through the door. So that's why I think that over time, architecture has to be more simplified. It has to be more streamlined and it definitely has to be more horizontal and service enabled to really get a good, a good use of your data, understand who your persona and your customer truly is, 
end to end and allowing those processes to be, uh, again, supportive of that architecture as well. Gotcha. It sounds as if, you know, one of the things that, that I'm hearing is if I'm a CDO, one of the things that um, I should be doing is spending time with my transformation lead, looking at the nature of the processes that are going to be changing and perhaps even going to like doing a, a sort of value mapping of the consumer through the life cycle and seeing right. how they do behave, how they can take friction out. And then also understanding the architecture that 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 this this data has to move within it to be a really good partner. And that that that's something that's uh you know I got I gotta do some more research on architecture to do <laughs> CDO CDO on this. Uh, I'm curious, do you have any uh uh wins uh, associated with things that that you've implemented or are being implemented that you could talk about that you know where, where you have done some transformation yeah oh there's there's quite a few examples let, let me give one that that i can talk about um okay well we recently enabled and this is through uh when i say from a so look at the frameworks again. Let's let's go back for a minute. Then the frameworks that a lot of companies are trying to understand. Number one, we started off saying technology is important. Technology mm -hmm. just can't be thrown over the wall. We're order yep. takers from a business perspective. We started to bring technology more in a partnering perspective, which has been great. We started implementing frameworks like Agile and Scrum and Lean mm -hmm. Six Sigma to really kind of mm -hmm. understand and have more of a understanding the language barrier so we can speak the same and understanding mm -hmm. the drivers of the outcomes we want. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's even more important to have holistic teams that have your, your chief data officer, your architect, your transformation, anyone from your, your CISO, right, your security officers, and even have some of those consumers that are going to use some of those product service really start with what does the strategy look like to implement the outcomes we want to drive and understanding how to do that in a thoughtful way that shows incremental value and really gets to the heart of reducing costs, um, speed to market, what's the ROI of, of the, proper, the, the project or the business uh, case that you're working on. To me, that's where we've shifted. We've shifted okay. to how we do the work with understanding the why we're here as a focus point, but the mm -hmm. how we do it. So one example is we did a digital transformation on some unsecured products that we have. Unsecured is, is, is really around like an auto loan. Taking just something as simple as that and looking mm -hmm. at the end-to-end -end way of how the employees internal to key service the customer and how the customer's experience key to get something around an auto loan, an unsecured line um, is really a daunting task when you think about all of the processes and policies that need to be in place to service that, as well mm -hmm. as again, the underlying architecture that was very siloed, very complex. So it took us a little while to do that, but just starting with the why, understanding the how and taking your time, I always say to the left, of the software lifecycle and documenting mm -hmm. those things where we all can understand the current state before we move to the future state really help yes. us really help us implement it in a, in a very streamlined and efficient way. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
So I should go, uh, you know, sign up for Key right now and see and experience it. You should go and experience everything you have at Key. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're ready to Um, have you. (laughs) So, you know, this wouldn't be a, uh, you know, data uh, conversation without the, what do you think about Gen AI? And what what kind of things are you looking at 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 Key for that, Tracy? Well, that's a great question. And and as the digital transformation enthusiast that I am, I'm excited about Gen AI. You think about AI, AI has actually been around a very long time. I remember studying Mm -hmm. AI, and I'm going to date myself, in the early 90s. And we were really doing a lot of research at that time from a government perspective of use cases and, and how to think about how humans interact with certain products and services back then. So now to bring that future forward in real use cases of everyday people is exciting. And I think to stay competitive, right, to really um, continue to experience and personalize the experience for your client and consumer base, you have to use some form of Gen AI. i give you an example. Spotify, I'm a Spotify consumer. They sent me my year-end review of all the music called The Wrap-Up. It was really kind of cool, Ben, because it gives me my top five artists for the year, 2023, my top songs that I listened to, it even went so far as telling me, hey, you were on a road trip in March because you listened to this song for, you know, five hours in Florida <laughs> on this road trip, or you listened to a thousand minutes of music during this time. And it said, so because you like um, genre you know, hip hop, we're going to give you other genres to listen to and other artists similar to the artists that you like to listen to. And I thought that was really cool because they packaged in a way that gives you these cool graphics and uh, speaking people that were speaking over the graphics to really give you a sense of who you are, just the music that you listen to. So it's no different in financial services. Isn't that pretty cool? That's, I mean, you know, I, I, the fact that you know one it's scary that all this information out there but yeah you know in a in a very sort of complicated fast moving crowded world it's almost like we need life curators or curators to make it simple for us like i'm feeling like i'm going back to the day of like i had cliff notes right right it, it, <laughs> right now go like just give me the bullet points and i'm good and i'm ready to go yeah and i'm i'm ready to go and so i i love sort of this notion that while we have all this high tech and all this data, mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, it's about simplifying our lives and, and making it, it easy. It really is. And you think about financial services. It can be very complex depending on where you are. Again, mm-hmm. if you're entering college, to going to grad school, to buying your first home, to getting ready to have your first child, I would say my the generation where my son, he's 20 years old, he's a junior in college, he wants it to be simple. He doesn't want to have to do a lot of research. He wants to mm-hmm. press the button. He wants something presented to him that he can just have an option and then he can move forward. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think the same thing that you use that for, Jenai is going to help us with that generation in particular and others just simplifying that experience, maybe giving them options that they didn't even think about. You know, what's around the corner instead of what's just in front of you? And then mm-hmm. making sure that you give them a holistic picture of what their options are and how they can have a really healthy and secure financial journey. Because the, the economic market can change so quickly as we've seen this year. 
mm-hmm. the collapse of like Silicon Valley Bank and others. Oh. There could be highly regulated and policies that if we don't understand and we're not informed enough to make a good decision, then that can impact our daily lives. So I think mm-hmm. the use of this, all this digital enablement along with mm-hmm. Gen AI, make it fun, make it experience like a Spotify, but also make it intelligent and real. So again, you can feel secure and feel confident that a place like Key Bank knows you, values you, and want to make sure that you have a long-standing, healthy financial journey with us. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, so so one of the things I try to do is we try to create a playbook, right, for for yeah. CEOs. And, and let me read back to what you know I, I write down furiously. Your, your <laughs> notes here. Uh, you know, um, in addition uh, to the standard things CEOs, you know. Typically, there's a list. What I heard was one: let, let's make sure, from a transformation perspective, that that CBO should keep an eye on the ball about what what the processes we're reengineering, Absolutely. and then and then figure out what data sets currently, and perhaps what data sets you need to reduce the friction associated with with that process for, for the consumer. Two, within that context, and let's make sure that the you understand the architecture and where where that's moving. Yes. Uh, and and then three, you know, the the bread and butter of data governance, data quality, data security, you know, that that's like foundational sort sort of component uh, to things. And and then the last is is let let let's make sure that you partner with your architect, your 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 your, you your transformation to. office, and, and and really have an, an ongoing sort of conversation. Did I miss anything big, Tracy, or did I capture most of them? I, ben, you, you really capture that very well. Thank you for that. I love it. You're, you're on point here. <laughs> One last thing I would say is you think yeah. about the hyper automation experience. Mm-hmm. Automate, automate, automate. But one mm-hmm. key thing that I would advise CDOs and others to look at, do not automate a bad process. Take oh. your time. Take your time and really look at that process. And that's why I said shift to the left and look at that process end to end. So we're not just taking it and saying, we're gonna automate the current, automate the optimized future. Oh, gotcha. Right, because a lot of gotcha. times these processes can be old. They've just been, hey, it's been working for 20 years, but it's not relevant for today. We talked about the customer journey of understanding the consumer today. So I always take my time with my business partners, with my engineers, with my architect, this is what my team does well as process engineers. You want to optimize it in the right way that's value add. And that can also be streamlined from the tech perspective, the process perspective, and more importantly, the experience perspective. Oh, that is such such good advice. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Tracy. You know, I, I, my first job was industrial engineer. So I spent my yes. entire life looking at process way back in the way back machine. Uh, is there a certain framework that you all follow a key regarding process engineering or certain methodology? Well, I think we will, we do a little bit of the old Lean Six Sigma. So Lean the Six Sigma okay. and green belts yep. out there. But what I say is, it can't be just about the current state. Those frameworks really, really are heavy just on current state. Open up to more agile ways of thinking where you think about from a growth mindset, the future state. Taking gotcha. your time and understand around the three pillars, which my team, we really focus on the people side, the process side, and the tech side. 
So we use those frameworks as a baseline, but then we take it to the next level and really design the future state around those three pillars. So when I'm delivering a playbook to you, Ben, you're going to see all three avenues, but you don't mm-hmm. have to implement those all at the same time. It will be an incremental journey or roadmap that we give you so you can see the value add. And then from a continuous improvement perspective, it's just a mindset that you and your team would just carry with you because you want to continue to improve on that process in a thoughtful way to still deliver on those outcomes. Perfect. That That is such a, such a great wrap up. Well, folks, this has been a tremendous uh, session. Thank you, Tracy Cleveland Thomas, Senior Vice President of Digital Transformation. All the fancy Bank. stuff. <laughs> that, is, that is a really fancy <laughs> term. Uh, I am Ben Blancara from Fair by Rackspace Technology. And on behalf of CBO Magazine, thank you all for, for listening. And if you want to catch more, go to cbomagazine.tech. Thank you all. Thank you.